0: Welcome to the Low Energy Pod I have, a uh, my voice is completely shot My, uh, energy is low I have a uh, low T, and I mean low T-bagging radius today Um, welcome to episode 48, whenever this is posted And I will, uh, keep you posted on my, uh, basketball game When I back that ass up, but I keep it juvenile, because it's all about practicing. I know you always talk about practicing. In case you don't know, my voice is low. Um, whether it's the deal or no deal, no matter how we, man, deal with uh, the situation of low energy, I think a little low energy is... a uh, Good sometimes I am the prime definition Of low Energy And You know There's a formulaic formulaic equation That applies to energy But um Sometimes Um I got enemies Got a lot of enemies Got a lot of people Trying to drain me of my already drained energy It's almost like if I'm cleaning some dishes, and I pressed the sink hose where it takes all the excess eggshells, and then you have to walk on them and say chicken little, or chicken run. Um, ironically, though, chickens actually don't really run. They actually pace. So like one of those old ladies, are holding two and a half pound weights and Uh, you know what they say, a chicken nugget, you notice how it has like little wrinkles in the fabricated, fake, breaded chicken. It has like little crinkles and wrinkles. I guess you could say if a lady is power walking. Um, I guess if she's in the birds, you could say she's blue jay walking. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, nothing wrong with the little, it is one of my cardinal rules, and uh, no matter how much you parakeet when you're parachuting, um, you play shoots and ladders, you climb up and down the ladder, you feel like you're part of the fire department, and uh, you hose some fires down, but sometimes the fires are so big that uh, it's going to take more than some water. It's going to take some saline solutions, and if you stay lean, um, you can wiggle your way after. And then you can watch the wiggles, and uh, oh wow, my voice is coming back a little. Holy crap, Clint. But yeah, when you're watching the wiggles, you uh, have some fruit salad with the young ones, I mean, it's still a weird feeling, the fact that we call something fruit salad. So what makes a salad? Is it—is it, is it uh, just a group of the same item, and we eat it with a fork, and we just call it salad? The how come salad is typically associated with lettuce? If we have fruit salad, it's just fruit. I understand, like, it's not that big a thing to worry about. I just want to know, maybe I should look up what is a salad. For the longest time, salad... Met, you know, romaine lettuce... Shredded lettuce... Iceberg lettuce... Apparently iceberg lettuce... Is actually not a... Uh, very nutritious... And... But you know... Until you shit it out... And it looks like Kel... But apparently Kel chips... They uh... Feel like... McKel... Bridges... Because they will... Dunk on your colon... And uh... Have a nice... Invisalign smile... And when you smile... I smile, and the world goes round, and when you cry, I commit suicide, because I would rather watch a dead cat get run over by SUV, when it could have been prevented, because it was a four-way stop, and some blue Tahoe runs it over, um, but, uh, you know, the cat was probably on its last meow legs. And when you, uh, wear leggings in public, you deserve all the hollering you get. I guess you could say it's cat calling. Oh, but the cat was for the grave, and no matter how much you, uh, dig in the grave, as Drake and Rick Ross would say, there's, a uh, money in the grave. Except, uh, that's actually very true, because funerals are very fucking expensive. They're more expensive. You know, they say the two most expensive days of someone's life. Actually, the three most expensive days is when you get married, the day you get divorced, and when you get buried alive. And when you think about Buried Alive with Drake featuring Kendrick Lamar interlude on the Take Care album, it's really just Kendrick Lamar on the beat. Um, man, if I had to be Buried Alive... I was still bop to that song until, you know, I'm dead. So if I get buried alive, does that mean it's like Kill Bill? Where they, you know, pull me out of the um, grave. And, you know, maybe I can be like, damn, nice album. Kendrick. And Halle uh, Berry. Hallelujah. No matter how mad you are in the city. There will always be a place to pimp a butterfly. And no matter how many little caterpillars are eating your ass like a human centipede. um, You can still say it's the weekend. You're the 95 and I'm the weekend. It's a weird flex. I mean I guess you know you get all the benefits without putting in the work. But um, I felt like that would lead to an unfulfilling life. Because you can't beat imposter syndrome. It's like if you're given a... You know if you know that you weren't qualified for a job and you got a job because you knew somebody and didn't really feel like you accomplished it yeah you can have the job and you can make the money but you but you know you know deep down inside you can't lie to yourself you don't you didn't feel like you earned it it's like i guess if you were to get you know gastric bypass or triple bypass i'm not talking about situations where you literally have to just to finally get started on something i mean like When you get those uh, things, liposuction and stuff, when it probably could have been done naturally, and you get it, think you're going to feel better, and then you realize after you get it, that maintaining it is really hard. And if you haven't built up the mental um, awareness or the aptitude to be able to lose weight, then um, you're going to lose patience when, you know... You don't see results that quickly, and then you will be um, you will lose the weight of weight, and um, then you realize that you didn't really feel like you accomplished it. So you almost feel worse because you didn't really feel like like you accomplished it. You know, and uh, you know sometimes you uh, accomplish some calf raises. And sometimes you tip a couple cows. when you tip the cows, you always leave at least 25% minimum, in my opinion. Um, You know, I'm not here to tell people that they should tip or not tip. All I'll say is that um, if you don't, it's a reflection on you as an individual. Do I think people should publicly shame you? Not particularly, but I think it reflects on you heavily. And speaking of looking at the man in the mirror, um, when I look into the mirror, I think about man. If I could just uh punch the man that I see, maybe I can grab the glass so I can cut myself for free and you know put a little like you know those uh red indian blood stripes they used to have for stereotypical movies like indian cupboard and i still don't understand why the fuck made a whole movie about an indian in a fucking cupboard um but I don't know. It was before it's time. And speaking of being before it's time, it is 1.32. I'm recording this technically on a Saturday, but I'm still awake like it's Friday. And I mentioned this is a low energy pod? You know what? Typically, I don't know the titles until after I do it, and then I rewatch a little bit of it, come up with the title. I'm just going to tell you. This one's going to be called the low energy pod. And it's pretty apparent why. It's because... My energy is lower than a hula hoop, when you can't shake it around your waist. And you know, it goes straight to your ankles after about four seconds of having no hip motions. Um, is that why we teach our kids to hula hoop? Because so we can jump through hula hoops in life, uh, virtually. And hula hoops are just representations of obstacles and you have to keep going even when it's not there. Practice makes perfect. It's all in the hips. And that can translate to a lot of different things. And if you've ever hurt your hip flexor before, it is not a fun day at the office. Um, And as Michael Scott would say... I uh I love massages on my kneecaps because when I'm popping the cap I um put the one on my head and as I put it on my head I put one on you like V for Vendetta. Pretty underwhelming movie, but I get the gist of it. Um I think I saw it about a year ago. It's one of those movies that used to be popularly, like, it seemed like one of those uh, cult, not cult movies, but, you know, there's like, my, I have a theory on movies. I feel like there are certain subject matters that is impossible to make it a bad movie. I feel like semi-true stories, but it may not tell the whole truth, but based off truth, like the social network. There is no way you could have made that a bad movie. But granted, it had one of the greatest writers and director combos probably ever in the history of movie making. And it made an already automatic subject matter, one of those critically acclaimed movies. And it made it essentially maybe one of the greatest movies of the past 25 years. Probably one of my two or three favorite movies ever. And I typically don't re-watch movies. That's one of the few ones where I've actually re-watched it. And uh, speaking of the rewatchables. Go check out the Rewatchables podcast on the Ringer Network because you know what they need? They need a free advertisement from a channel with 34 subscribers moving up the ranks. And, uh, you know, they need a little extra support these days. um, And I need support on my lower back extremities because my uh, lower back... um, it seems to be getting closer and closer to my rib. I guess you could say baby got back and ribs. And when you pull the rib, you break it in half. You let the castration remind yourself that um, you were one uh, religion away from getting circumcision. And you did. Or I should say you were one religion away from getting not circumcised Talk about uh having skin in the game. Ha. I guess you'd call yourself a skinhead. So I guess if you're Jewish, ironically, if it's like American History X, Jewish, you technically are a skinhead. And then people that are part of, you know, Nazi groups, they're skinheads as well. So really, they're both the same. Um... But they hate each... Well, really just one group hates the other one for really no reason. And when they're both skinheads at the end of the day, is it because uh, the uncircumcised got to keep the extra skin? And so the skinheads actually shave their head as a reflection of we both got skin in the game and... They kind of want to Nazis and racists and people part of these hate groups. They kind of want to grab yours and stroke yours to perfection. And by that, I mean they just kind of want to kill you. It's kind of weird. I've never understood. You know, it's weird. Like... I didn't grow up in a Jewish neighborhood, really. Like, I think I went to school with a couple of kids that were quote called, called Jewish. But it's not as, like, this prevalent thing that I apparently like in New York or New Jersey. And when I listen to a lot of things, there's a lot of Jew jokes that, to be honest... Wow, I starting to sound like a fucking asshole. But Jewish... Judaism jokes. <clears throat> and it's a common joke in comedy and shit. And to be honest, I don't get most of the references. You know... And I just didn't, like, grow up around Jewish people, so I don't really get it. But that's the thing in certain cities, like New York. And comedy for Canadians. I don't get the... I guess the only thing I know about Canadians is I guess they're really nice people. And uh, they have a weird accent. And they charge 15% more on their books than the ones that sell in America. That's why if you've ever gone to a Scholastic Book Fair, or ever gone to any bookstore, and if it's like a widely published book on the back, they'll say in the USA this book is seventeen ninety nine, in Canada it's twenty three ninety nine. I used to always see that on the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, ironically, I've never had a Guinness. Maybe I should put down the books and create world records of reading. Guinness Book of World Records that would be a weird record who has a I don't even know how that would work how many times have you read front the back of the Guinness of World Records I don't know how you really read that because it's more pictures and little descriptions that's like saying you read a Herald and the Purple Crayon and uh, called yourself a scholastic talk about a Study, Harold and the the Purple Crayon though, when you think about it, is really like the Dollar General version of Caillou, if they were able to put it in a short book, except at least Harold has a charisma, and is not afraid to be himself, Caillou is always apologizing for something, and honestly something about bald kids annoyed the fuck out of me. I don't know what it is. I guess it's because of the skinhead thing earlier. So anytime I see someone bald. It doesn't sit well on my head. And apparently stuff sits very well on theirs. Like Reese's peanut butter cups standing by the hairline. And no matter how much your uh, hair moves back. One thing that will never move back is uh my tour dates. Which are coming up in December. Stay tuned and um you know when i uh when I think about my life and future um I think about a lot of things. The main thing I think about though is where do I want to live ten years from now? Do I, do I want to live in Connecticut? Do I, lo- I want to live in the Everglades? Do I want to live in the Bahamas? Do I want to live in a Sandals Resort? Do I want to live on an island? Do I want to find an island, a deserted island, and survive? Do I want to move to Italy? I don't think so, but just throwing random shit out there. And then, I think I found the place. (sighs) I think I want to move to the Bermuda Triangle. Because apparently, it kind of takes care of things for you. There's a theory that the Bermuda Triangle, the reason why people quote-unquote disappear, in quotes, is because the Bermuda Triangle is the epicenter when they've done gravitational pulls, they've done like studies, and they do say that area has a specific um, inconsistent gravitational pull, as confusing as I can be. And they say when you're in those inconsistent areas, you cannot rely on the environment. And what are we as human beings? Nurture versus nature. If you come from domesticated areas, and you go to the wild, essentially, which is what the Bermuda Triangle is essentially, is when it comes to you know basic instinct in our human blood. It's why people don't survive. But the bigger theory about it is that it. When trouble... They they did that most of the... I think they did like... They did like... They looked back for all the cases of people they know they went over there and disappeared and they have never found. I think they said 77% when they did questioning with people in their close life and stuff. They said they were... The people that disappeared were... Had issues with... Uh, Depression, unhappiness, and they had issues with they were not quote unquote um, the most stable people. It doesn't necessarily mean they were shooting up theaters, but it certainly doesn't mean that if uh, they were someone took off their left mirror, they wouldn't get out of the car and grab a baseball bat. they bat a week that they bought a week ago at Hibbet Sports and um take a couple of your taillights out. They probably would do something like that. They were they said they were people that you could tell they were getting to that point in their life where they were starting to get triggered by everything. Basically they're saying they were people, trouble people, struggling with a lot of personal things and they um these were people that typically were the people that disappeared in this Pythagorean theorem. It's also not Ironic to me that on the dollar bill, there's the Pyramid Triangle, and people think that's very convenient. Okay. Um, I don't believe there's like an Atlantis, at least the way we probably want to make it like the Little Mermaid. I don't believe there's uh, mermaids where they're just sitting on rocks waiting for Prince Charming to commit bestiality on them you really think about it even though Ariel she can switch back and forth which talk about a cheat code it's like um if it's a guy she doesn't like she goes to switch to the fence and then say oh bestiality but if it's a guy she likes oh put them legs and uh spread those King Triton swords down her because she definitely was Probably violated by King Triton. Um, Yeah. Hence why she's a very troubled individual. And I don't think it's also inconvenient that her little friends are Flounder. And Sea Bass. What the fuck's his name? The Little Lobster. Because uh, she's probably dipped him in a couple butter patches underwater before. And called it. I can't believe it's not butter, but uh, Sebastian—that's his name. But Sebastian, when he's getting eaten alive, like buried alive, I think he believes it is butter. I think he can believe. Can you believe? I can see Robin think if they made a live adaptation. I can see Robin think being the voice of Sebastian. But. I don't think the Atlantis exists like that, but one theory people have not thought of that I've thought of, you know, we always talk about the aliens coming from outer space, from other galaxies and stuff. Why do we just assume that aliens can't like actually be underwater? It's 70%. Or probably now like 73% of the Earth, you know, with everything melting and shit. I guess that's what they mean when they say uh, New York and these big cities are melting pots. Because they're literally melting. And... Why do we just assume that aliens and shit don't come from underwater? Like, all like these uh, UFO sightings, not all of them, but you notice how they disappear and they'll... They'll shoot down. It's almost like their base is going underwater. And it's so much harder to track things that are underwater. Than in the UAV radar in the sky. We have planes and shit that can shoot shit down. It's very hard to go underwater and set a javelin. And you know an RPG. And just blow up an alien ship. If we were that worried. All I'm saying is, maybe the aliens are actually underwater in the Bermuda Triangle. And the Little Mermaid was kind of Disney's ways of putting feelers out there. See, they're telling you there's an Atlantis, where it's like all these fish, all these human people looking like fish. And they humanize them for, you know, children. And we make aliens look all fun and geeky. Marvin the Martian. The little um, aliens. All Toy Story. They have Buzz Lightyear. Go outer space. When really. We need like an alien Aquaman. And just. Capture them. This is a really bad podcast. Because my voice is low. And. um, I just think that. That's a theory. Bermuda Triangle. Aliens. The aliens... I think their home is actually underwater when they come to Earth. Yeah. That's why they randomly disappear. Because, you know... What would you wish for, right? If you were such a diehard where you wanted to know this shit so bad... You know, they would say, you know, the old saying, if you're not willing to die for your job, you don't truly love your job. And it's like, or I love the fact that my job doesn't put me in positions that kill me, but um, I kind of like those jobs. Which I guess any job can kill you. But, you know, at least kill me over time. Kill me softly and slowly. So by the time I realize it, it's too late and I don't have the energy and I do low energy pots very very low it's kinda like uh, when you're kicking a field goal on mat put the right toggle down You wait for the bar to go up and you click the line on the accuracy except in this case you're falling asleep midway and it just goes you don't press any button and then he shanks it left and then you're uh, kicker, looks like the Patriots kicker, and you're probably going to get cut before the third game, once the real cuts come through. Sorry, t Um, But, you know, I really think we focus on the wrong things. The real theories are the ones that are right there. Sometimes you have to literally go under the surface. Don't look at what's above. Don't try to overthink it. Literally, The aliens are underwater. You think they have all this technology? You think they could go out in space and all this shit? They can't, you know, they don't have the gills to go fucking underwater? What do you think's really down there in the fucking deep sea? You think it's just a bunch of creepy animals? Partially. Aliens could go into space with no fucking, you know, fucking class thing. We have to. When we go too far deep down the ocean. It suffocates. You literally can't breathe without anything. If they can survive in space. Why the fuck could they not survive underwater? Because it's obviously not. The environment. It's obviously doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter if it's oxygen. If it's aqua if it's fire those aren't things that kill them cause they have to be able their body their being has to be able to adapt in all those environments so I think that's really what happens in the deep sea and uh, as a, a song I once heard they make a corny Reference that's literally what the whole song point is. Long time, no see. And it's literally talking about how it's been a long time since me and you went on a boat in the sea. But they just kept doing the play on words. And although, I will always give an applause to play on words. I will not applaud when you are actually thinking you're being that damn clever. And it's not. I would not applaud that. I also not applaud that that's a fucking song that you can stream. It's actually on a fucking album. And we were talking about genre distinction on one of the episodes recently. That is not a... I would not say that's a country song. And I'm not this country aficionado or distinction. But they want to shout out my favorite artists. For not being quote unquote country. Which by the way Sam Hunt. Actually played guilty to a DUI in 2019. Um, and apparently he is. Technically he is sentenced to 11 months and 29 days in jail. But all of that will be suspended. Where he just has to spend 48 hours in jail. And um, like serve in some type of like community service. For DUI education and shit. Which you know, you know I think it's good that people get them make wrongs for their make right of their wrongs. But man, that was a scary story. I remember reading that. I also remember making a lot of immature song references, his own song references. To man, he really, uh, he really thought that body was like a back road. He was not going fifteen into thirty. I can tell you that much. Uh, I need to stop. I need to stop. I guess uh when he saw that cop car, oh Jesus Clint, he was not uh looking about the freedom in her eyes because you know, he was actually all alone in this instance, so there was no one to see the freedom in their eyes. But hey, uh, yeah, you know, fortunately, he'll bounce back. It is weird how the like uh, court cases work, like this incident happened in at the end of 2019. And it is almost, it's been almost two years since that incident. And it's just now getting a sentencing for something that was pretty clear cut. He admitted to the wrongdoing. It took two years for for them to actually put a sentence. Like, I felt like that's something that could have been done like a month later. He admitted to the wrongdoing. He could already start his community service, paid whatever. And it could have been over and done with. Because it was a pretty clear cut. He was way driving under influence. The situation is a pretty dangerous story. But yeah. I don't know. It is weird how they just drag shit out for no fucking reason. I feel like there's other things that are more important than, you know, cases that go on for years. But I was going to shut the fuck up. But, um, yeah. Someone at you all. Know, I just want to shoot my foot in front of every one of y'all, because if it ain't you, baby, then it's probably because it's not you that they choose. That's a hard thing for us to accept. It is hard for us humans to accept that someone doesn't want us as a friend, as a boyfriend, as a girlfriend. Is a hard thing. It's probably one of the hardest things you have to accept, even if you are a mature individual. It is hard, and deservingly so. It can be very hard for someone to accept that you put all your time. Well, I shouldn't say all. Oh, if you did that, you know, rest in peace. But you know, you put a great amount of your time. Um, you made a lot. You probably had to make a lot of free time for them, and you do that and. They just tell you, I don't want to be with you no more. That's a hard thing to swallow. I don't care who you are. But there this, this probably is from a human standpoint. It's probably got to be one of the hardest things to take. someone saying, you're not the person I want to be with. And you don't agree with it. And even if you do agree with it, you got to at least pretend you don't agree. You know, you got to. Keep the toxicity going, even when you know there's nothing there. But you got to play victim. You got to make them feel bad, make them stay with you, even when they don't. And you got to, you know, play the victim, even when it's pretty obvious that you are a very flawed, undeveloped individual that should not be with a lovely partner. And they actually finally. Found their worth and they realize, man, you really fall below the Mason Dixon line of worth. But I can understand why that's very hard. I don't care how old you get, it hurts the same when you're fifteen than when you're forty-eight, when someone doesn't accept you anymore as their partner. And is just because they just don't have it for you anymore. That's a hard thing to deal with. I don't care who you are. Then we should just have more sympathy for those people. And by sympathy, I mean... Um, you know, play a Beethoven's Seventh. And tell them, this is gonna be a moonlit sonata. And when they... um. Go home to break the news. To their husband that they're leaving them. You're just in the background. Playing your little viola. And then realize. How do I get away with murder? Then you ask. Viola Davis. "Ah, See what I did. You thought I was just going to be. Sympathetic towards people. And I am not that guy. It is kind of weird though. It's funny how um, People, it's funny how like, people are so worried about TV, the glorification of killers, the glorification of making serial killer movies, and wonder why they have a fan base of girls that love them and follow them and defend them, like Charles Manson, Ted uh, Kaczynski, I believe. Um, You know, all these, is it Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy, yeah. It's a lot of Teds here, and I'm not talking about the Seth MacFarlane Ted. Some actual killers here. Not just a teddy bear that takes some bong hits with Mark Wahlberg. And says, welcome to the town. And uh, maybe we'll have a boogie night. No, we're talking about ones that will um, strangle you. After they propose to you. Just to make you feel like you got something around your neck. The same way they put it around your ring that's the accomplishment. It's the conquering. Like the uh, conquistadors. Damn it, Hector. Oh, damn it. But yeah. The Crusades. And, uh. But yeah. It really, it, like when you really look into the human element of that. Of just someone saying, I don't want to be with you. And you're just like, I don't blame you, because I don't want to be with me either. But, there's got to be a reason. It can't be just because you don't want to be with me. They're just like, nah, yeah, I just don't like you anymore. You're just like, "I I know, I don't like me either, but... It can't just because you, we could work through this. And they're like, nah, I really I really dislike you. I hate. I realize uh, the more I hang around you, the more I see how you really look at the world. Your negativity. Your pessimistic. I'm like, yeah, I know. But you're not listening. I understand all my shitty flaws. I understand it's not a fun guy to be around. But that's not a good enough reason to not be with someone. Even though it clearly is. And I think people just have a hard time accepting that. I think the hardest thing about growing up and realizing is like, it's not even like being entitled, right? Because, you know, being hurt as an individual has nothing to do with being entitled. It could be your worldview is maybe uh, naive to reality because maybe you grew up in a very safe environment. You grew up in a very... um, you know, easy-going place. You know, I I think you could actually make an argument, right? And I actually want to go more in-depth than this on another podcast because I'm going to wrap this one up because there's no reason why this one should be 40 fucking minutes. But I'm going to hit that 40 mark, drink a 40, upload the video, then I'm going to record another one tonight and really just bank these in because, man, it's been a long week. But, yeah, Um. I do think there's something to be said, though, that actually having um, having stability and parents, like, when you grow up and you actually see your, and you actually, like, your parents were together, essentially, your whole life and all that stuff, and you have a stable, you know, relationship home with your parents and stuff, I think when you get out of date in the real world, world, though. I think you realize you, you have kind of this like unrealistic expectation. Because you think like, oh. Because you know everyone's just going to put the same amount of effort my parents put into each other. And that's just not how a lot of people look at these things. And chances are your parents weren't always that either. They probably, they probably were the complete opposite with a bunch of other people before them. They had to learn from those. And so then when they met and they realized... I can't be doing this fuck shit and actually be able to feel like I'm going to keep something genuine and have a marriage here. And that's why timing is everything. And that's why, you know, sometimes it, it, fucks, it warps the sense of you when you think that everyone operates the same way as the image that you've seen. And that is just not the case, my friend. It is not the case. And, uh, on that note, on this low-energy pod, uh, that was episode 48. The first 48 episodes. And I did murder this shit. I uh, murdered it, meaning I um, stabbed this bitch to the ground. And uh, told her to hand me your belongings. And... I uh, lost everything that belonged to me in the process. But yeah, like and subscribe, keep the support going. Um, you know, follow the IG and uh suck some titties. And uh have a great day whenever this is posted. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh go suck some titties and uh don't forget the squeeze the ball of your Future girlfriend's right foot. There's very sensitive spots. And the ball of those feet, if you get my drift. It's a lot of sensitive punctures. Talk about puncturing a lung, like a Tyrod Taylor. Except, I gave a white man an opportunity